In this episode, we're going to talk all about HRT or hormone replacement therapy. We're going to talk about why it might not be working for you, what you can do to help it work better for you, and what you can do instead if taking it's not your jam. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey there, sister. How are you feeling in your body today? Drop on in there. Let me know. And what can you do? What do you need more of or what do you need less of? Sometimes just being aware of those things can be the first step to healing that we've been missing. It can just give us so much information. But I'm so excited that you're here today. I want to talk all about something that I have been getting more and more questions about lately, which is HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and perimenopause, and what you need to know. So we're going to dive into why it might not be working for you, you know, if you are already taking it, you know, what you can do to help it work better for you if you are taking it and you want to stay on it. And of course, what you can do instead if it's not for you or you're not there yet. So I'm pumped. Let's dive in. Let's get into it. And let's talk about, first of all, what it is. So HRT, you know, is is the name we often hear around, which is hormone replacement therapy. It can come synthetically. It can come in bioidenticals. But in essence, what it is, is it's helping supply more hormones to your body as our body declines in these hormones. Remember that perimenopause is our reverse puberty. So when we go through puberty, our main sex hormones start to increase so that we're able to reproduce and we have a regular cycle that is what essentially allows us to actually, you know, conceive and carry a baby. And and perimenopause is that reverse puberty transition. It's just the opposite. So those hormones that have been at, you know, peak reproductive levels for years are starting to decrease. And, you know, I just, I want to always throw it out there, first of all, hormone replacement therapy. I am never here to tell you to do something, like to take something, a pharmaceutical or not. I think what is, I really, what is really important, you know, my philosophy on Western medicine is that, you know, it's a miracle, right? There are some miraculous things. I'm super grateful for it. And before we get to the point of needing to take something or even while we need to take something, because I don't believe anyone should suffer, right? If you can take something to bridge a gap, if you, you know, obviously if you need emergency surgery, if we need something, if we need those miracles, it's amazing that they're there. But we want to make sure we do our part and that we're creating a body that, you know, only needs those things in case of emergency and 
that is in the most optimal place to receive that help even, which I think is so very important, right? If we aren't taking care, aren't setting ourselves up, aren't creating those health foundations, then we might go to our healthcare practitioner and we might you know, take something and not actually be able to get the benefits of that thing. So I wanted this to be a conversation around, you know, what it is, how it it helps and and why, again, why it might not be working for you. So for optimal ba- and balanced hormones, right? We know we're going through this transition. It's it's a sensitive time, right? All transitions are sensitive times. So I think this is so important to, you know, call out because like they always say some of the most stressful times in life are, you know, when you're getting divorced or when you're moving or when you're switching jobs, you know, all transitionary periods because it feels like our the ground is shaky beneath us, right? Nothing is solid. When our life is solid, then we can often handle a little bit more, but it requires a lot of energy to you know, handle a transition. It's like, you know, walking across a really shaky bridge is takes different energy and different coordination and different cognitive focus than just walking down the street or on the sidewalk on solid ground, right? So, you know, at that very core level, it feels like we're on shaky ground. That's what's happening in this. And so we also become really sensitive, right? You're walking across a shaky bridge. You need to be focused. You need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be, you know, have like all systems firing so you don't fall off that shaky bridge, right? So so it is a more demanding time. We recognize this. But it doesn't have to be a time where all things fall apart. It can actually be a really powerful time when we look at this transition. We can recognize the gifts that perimenopause gives us, right, which is, you know, this fog of being subconsciously driven to reproduce starts to clear and we can actually really tune in to ourselves. We're really driven during this time to pay attention to our body, to let go of the things that haven't been serving us, to process through the things that we haven't had time for because we've been so busy, you know, building a family or raising children or building a career or wanting children, all of these things. Now we have this gift of clarity, right, of clarity and opportunity to thrive. And and there's there's so much confidence and empowerment that comes along with this and i really want to highlight that and remind you and and you know a big part of my mission is is to educate of course and help us you know normalize these conversations and understand what's going on in our body because we are so vastly undereducated on you know the female body you know that is like statistically speaking we know that there's hasn't there's hasn't been enough research, there hasn't been enough focus, there hasn't been enough funding on the female body. And and also just remove the stigma around it. Like, let's get to understand it. But also, I really want to empower you to take this opportunity, you know, grab this bull by the horns and run with this sucker, right? Like, let's let's ride off into the second half of our lives feeling freaking awesome. And I hope that that stirs something in you. If it does, I know you're my kind of person. Like, I want to live. I want to feel amazing. I want to squeeze everything there, uh, there is out of this life, whatever that looks like for you. So all that to say, we're going through this transition time. And in the first half of perimenopause, really, it's, you know, we often see more of a what we call a progesterone issue, right? Our progesterone is our shy hormone. And it is very, very sensitive. You know, anytime things get a bit chaotic, it almost kind of pulls back. It's dominated really quickly by cortisol and stress. And we can all be very honest that, 
regardless of the trauma you grew up with, which we all have, you know, the last five years navigating COVID has been traumatic for everyone. And even if we don't think we've been stressed out, we have. It's been, you know, it might be a hidden stressor in us, but it is there. Some of us know, some of us have learned to operate very well through a lot of stress, but it doesn't mean it's not having an impact on the body. But so much is going on, right? So so we're we're going through all of this piece and this stress piece, you know, regardless of the the trauma, regardless of COVID, regardless of who you may have lost or what you may have experienced with your children or difficult things in your relationship or in your career in the last few years. And a lot of times we forget, right? Let's we want to recognize and honor that we've been through we're going through an added workload. So now we have this excess stress happening and our hormones are super sensitive to that. So it shows up in the first half of our perimenopause, you know, 35 to 45, 48, as more of a progesterone issue. We're not making, you know, we the progesterone's being suppressed a lot by the excess cortisol, throwing off that balance, wreaking havoc, causing all of these issues that so many of us have, inability to lose weight, brain fog, energy issues, you know, the anxiety, mood swings, hot flashes, night sweats, all the things. And then later in perimenopause, as we kind of get closer to the second half of, of it, we more are dealing with just not enough of those hormones in general. So we're also dealing with an estrogen issue. So then we can have both of these issues and an imbalance at the same time. So you can imagine, you know, not only are we going through this transition, but then we have an imbalance, which adds extra work to the body. And this is why we can be so exhausted all the time, right? And and so something, you know, especially when we are not making enough hormones, that's when we can, you know, consider something like hormone replacement therapy because we're like, well, I don't have enough of these hormones. So they're designed to help us with that piece and provide, you know, supplementation there for that. But for optimal and balanced hormones, we have to consider three functions, right? So in order to have these balanced hormones, we have to, one, have enough of the – we have to look at the production of the hormones, right? Like I was talking about, we need to have enough of these hormones. And second, though, we need – we need to look at the body's ability to actually break down and metabolize these hormones. So is my body producing enough of these hormones? And and for that, it can be, you know, a genetic piece. It can be where we're at in perimenopause. And it can be the choices and the stress that we're making, like the stress that we're experiencing in our lives that are inhibiting the production, right? And so we, we do want to make sure we're doing some of that underlying work so that we're allowing the body to produce what the body can produce on its own. Once we, you know, so we've got this one piece of like, is my body producing or capable of producing that amount of hormones? And then we need to look at, is my body able to break down and metabolize these hormones, right? Because it's great that we have hormones, but if we're not producing, if we're not, we're not, sorry, if we're not metabolizing them, then it kind of doesn't matter that we have all these hormones. It's not really doing much for our body. So, if we and, and for that, we really need to look at our gut microbiome and our liver. Our liver manages the lion's share of metabolizing of our hormones. Its job really is to metabolize them from being fat soluble to being water soluble so that we can poop them out. We can evacuate them out every day. And and it and the liver's got a lot of jobs at the same time. So we want to make sure, you know, the liver can get congested really quickly. It can get overworked really quickly, depending, again, on our lifestyle habits and on what's going on in the metabolic chaos of the body. So 
we can take all of these, we can have all of the hormones that we need, but maybe there's a breakdown in our gut microbiome. We're having some issues there, so we're not able to metabolize it there. Or in our liver, we're not able to metabolize it there. And then the third function that's really important to look at is the ability of our cells to take in these hormones. So that's really important because if your cells are, you know, dealing with a lot of like toxicity, you know, a lot of issues with, you know, from endocrine disruptors, they can't even handle it. So then we're not actually receiving the amount of hormone that we need. So there's there's three key pieces of the puzzle here. And the challenge that we can run into, whether we're taking hormone replacement therapy or not, whether we need it or not, is that HRT only addresses the first function. It only addresses the production, right? It's not actually addressing, you know, are you metabolizing it? Are you able to receive it into your cells and use it to take in these hormones? So our production it's like it's really valuable if we know those other two pieces are solid and then we also know that we're doing the things and our body isn't able to produce that amount anymore and it's impacting our life that's when we know okay it's i've done my work it's time to make sure i get that you know that extra help right it's like sometimes it makes me think of in high school i really struggled with calculus oh man it was so hard but you know there's going to class there's paying attention in class, there's trying to do the homework, and then there's asking for help. So I was, you know, my my lovely parents were paying me for a tutor. And although, yes, I was going to class because I wasn't one to skip class, but I wasn't paying attention in class. I wasn't trying to do the work. So what made going to the tutor to learn more about calculus, you know, a little moot because it was really challenging for that tutor to teach me calculus when I hadn't been paying attention to even the things that I was supposed to be learning or even trying it on my own. So we see this as well, you know, in, in our body. It's really great. Like, go ahead. It's great to, like, be able to buy something, invest in something, you know, have something as support. It's great for support. But you have this underlying work that's your responsibility to do as well in order for it to actually sink in, in order for it to actually be valuable. Otherwise, you're kind of just taking something for nothing. And we all know that there's an opportunity cost to everything. So you better make sure that you're ready for that and that it's the right opportunity cost for you, right? You don't get something for nothing. When you take something, it does have a reaction in the body. There's going to be things that that creates. And we want to make sure that we it is worth every little bit of whatever could go wrong or whatever impact it also has on the body. So we want to make sure all of these pieces, because again, if it's only addressing number one, you might, maybe you're on hormone replacement therapy, or maybe you're thinking about taking hormone replacement therapy. And this is why I have, I have a lot of clients coming to me and they have been on it for the last, you know, even six months. And, and it's often we see maybe in a bit of an improvement in sleep and maybe a bit of an improvement in mental clarity. But that's it. And there's still, and that's what's wonderful if that's making the difference and moving the needle for you. But if you're coming to me, that usually means there's still other issues that aren't being rectified. So it's not fully working for you. So this, this episode's really for you guys who are thinking about it, want to know more about it, or are on it, and it's not really working for you. And you know, if so if you're still struggling to release weight, which is a lot of what we see, struggling to build muscle, struggling to feel like energized in that vitality, to really, you know, reduce those hot flashes, to improve your libido and so on, unless we do the work, 
to help our body heal and improve functions two and three, it it's it's a, it's not fully able to work for you the same way it is. So if you're on and it's not working, if you want to know how to make it work it better, or if you want to know what else you can do to make sure you're taking care of functions three and two, and therefore giving yourself the best the best opportunity to create your own hormones or be ready to receive hormones properly and get the most out of those that hormone replacement therapy if you need to take it, then we want to look at some of those key pieces. So I wanted to give that to you guys today. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we can do. And, you know, look, on one hand, we can look at these to-dos and a lot of the times people are like, I don't want to do, like, that's not sexy. <laughs> sure. It's not sexy to, to not, you know, it's really nice to be able to just like buy something real quick or like get, you know, get something and get that quick fix situation. But we do all know the beauty, the excitement, the drive, the self-worth, the confidence that comes from when we really get into our own selves and we do the work. There is something so liberating, so exciting for me when I do the work and I see a result, right? When I really do it, when I honor a process. And and not only that, but it really builds that confidence and your body gets to reap the benefits of that for a lot longer, right? A quick fix means a quick unfix. Whereas when we do the work to heal ourselves and we really focus in on a growth period of health, then Whatever, however much time you spent in that growth period of health, even if you stopped doing that things, you get to reap the rewards of what you sowed, sown, what you've sown, <laughs> sorry, for, for the same amount of time, right? And we see that in weight loss and muscle loss and muscle gain and weight gain because, you know, you're, if you go all in on a, on a workout and nutrition program for three months and then you do absolutely nothing and revert back, it'll take about three months to get you back. So so there's so much value in taking the time to know your body and, and really take advantage. Because remember, perimenopause is a gift. It's happening for you and not to you. It's your opportunity to change the things that you do not want to carry in this second half of your life now that you have wisdom. So what does it look like to start helping your body improve functions two and three and therefore create space for number one to heal on its own or receive the hormones that it might need if it can't make those things itself anymore? Number one, it's looking at healing and supporting your microbiome. Right, your microbiome's in your gut. It's the thing that actually, you know, helps again helps metabolize and break down certain hormones. It makes sure it fights sickness that's in there. It digests our food. It makes sure that you know it can actually digest the protein that we need. So importantly, that it can fight bugs and all of these things. So of course, some of those key things that we we look at are eliminating you know foods and that are too toxic on the body. So really pulling back on things like alcohol processed sugars, processed flours, and and any other known food sensitivities that you have, alcohol, caffeine, things like that. So pulling those pieces out and focusing on really good whole foods, lots of micronutrients, you know, lots of veggies that work for you, and, and good fats and all the whole food pieces that we you hear me talk about all the time. Number two, we want to look at eliminating known stressors. So other stressors in our life, right, can really make an impact. So if you are 
working out to an excessive amount, if you're doing high-intensity workouts for long periods of time and your body's not able to recover or you're not seeing results from those, right, then we know you're in what we call a catabolic state. So the body's actually breaking down and not anabolically building up, which is what we want when we're trying to do these things. We're trying to strengthen and expand. So we want to eliminate known stressors in our life that we can, looking at our movement, looking at our sleep quality, you know, looking at our pleasure sources and, and, and of course, anything in our life that we can do without. And, and sometimes that's, you know, that's taking a look at the content we're taking in all the time that might be adding stress to us. Sometimes that's, you know, taking a step back from relationships that maybe are adding too much stress in our life. So eliminating known stressors that we have control over. Number three is eating for your specific metabolic type. So, This is an interesting one, and I'll have to do its own episode on it, but everybody falls into one of two categories in our metabolism in our ability to break down food. And this is why we can see, you know, people promoting like a keto diet, which is really, really heavy on fats and proteins and almost no carbohydrates and do really well. And also the other people trying that type of eating and doing very poorly. This is why we can see vegans who are thriving and people who are eating vegan and look like they're sick because we do have a different type of metabolism. So understanding your metabolic type and knowing whether you are a fast burner and need slower burning fuels like high protein and lots of good fats or whether you know that you are a, a slow burning a slow burner we call them and you need faster burning fuels to feel really good which would include more complex carbohydrates and and maybe less intense proteins and less intense fats so knowing that can really help because eating the wrong thing can add a lot of stress to your body and you'll know this i think because if you eat you know, a high-protein, high-fat meal and you feel a little sick or nauseous after or or you're eating, you know, complex carbohydrate meal and you're hungry two hours later, we know that we want to dig a little deeper into that area. Number four is detoxing your food, your beauty products, your cleaning products, right? We have all of these things that we use every single day that do have, what we, like, whether it's pesticides or endocr- like or, or chemicals on them that are what we call endocrine disruptors. So they're adding a stress load and they're disrupting the hormones of your body, and they really impact our cellular health, our ability to actually take in and, and you house the hormones in a very healthy way. So taking a good look or doing a deep dive, maybe starting with things like you know, looking at the Dirty Dozen or the Clean 15, which are lists you can Google really easily online and opting to choose organic where you can. Maybe it's it's the next time you run out of the cleaning products in your house, looking for, you know, a toxin-free, chemical-free type of cleaning product, likewise with your beauty products. So starting to make those small changes. Look, if you are one of those all-in people and you can just do it all at once, go for it. Uh, but I find even just the step-by-step, the making those changes, makes a huge difference. And it's not sexy, right? Well, it can be. It can feel very exciting and sexy when you get to buy a whole bunch of new stuff. But it can feel like it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. It makes a difference. Remember, perimenopause is almost more about the straw that breaks the camel's back. There's a death by a thousand cuts happening here. So we want to heal up all of those cuts and and not be in a position where one little straw is going to break our back in this process. 
Okay, the number five, did I have that one, two, three, four? Yeah, number five (laughs) is learning to cycle your food and workouts with your menstrual cycle if you still have one. So if you are bleeding regularly or irregularly, if you're not postmenopausal, whether you're on birth control or not, we do want to take a look at making sure that we are choosing the right workouts and choosing the right nutrition for our phase. Because if we're not, then we're adding stress on the body. And if we are, then we're adding fuel to our body. So it's we don't get to kind of sit in the middle, unfortunately. We, we want to make sure we're going in the right direction, the compound effect of small decisions that are growing. And the final tip is slowing down and working on your relationship to stress. You know, I get to work. I'm so lucky to work with some amazing women, you know, in Midlife Mojo, in the Perimenopause Posse, and also in my one-on-one clients. And, you know, for some people, the answer, the work that we need to do and the answer we need to start with is is definitely in focusing on sleep. For some people, it's definitely focusing on movement and nutrition. And for some people, they have these perfect food plates, we would call them, but it's stress and their relationship to stress and understanding how to move with stress in their life that is the thing we want to do. So, I'll just repeat those one more time. Healing and supporting your microbiome, eliminating known stressors, eating for your specific metabolic type, detoxing your food, beauty, and cleaning products, learning to cycle your food and workouts with your menstrual cycle if you have one, and slowing down and working on your relationship to stress, calming that autonomic nervous system. This is so, so important. So if you have been listening to this and and I, I listed out these things and you're like, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> well, keep checking out the podcast and check out my Instagram because I do talk about these things. Make sure you're on my email list. But if you are trying things and you cannot seem to be consistent or you need a deeper dive, I really want to encourage you to reach out and schedule a call and hop on a one-on-one assessment call with me so I can give you a consultation, point you in a direction, and see if there is a program that's going to be the right fit to coach you through this. Because sometimes what we need is more direction right? We need clear, clear steps. And sometimes what we need is support and motivation and coaching, right? Someone to help us get through the hump, the hard parts, create consistency and actually implement, right? It's all great when we know what to do, but if we cannot do it, it's kind of useless information for us. So make sure that you check down in the show notes, that you hop on and schedule a call with me uh, and, and reach out if I can help in any way, because this is your opportunity to unlock everything that you need inside of you to feel better than you ever have and make the second part of your life the best part of your life. And now is your moment to do that. So if anything I've said has hit home, please reach out. Know that I'm here. Thank you for being here. And now is your time to be more in your life, sister, and not just less on a scale. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.